0: Welcome to the TV Neats podcast. My name is Brett and I'm the guy behind the blog an extension of tvdeets.com. Join us for a brand new episode each week as we break down the latest unscripted news and ratings and share exclusive piping hot tea on all of your favorite reality shows. Now, let's get into it. the TV Deets podcast. Happy October, happy spooky season if you celebrate, and I hope you've had a relaxing, enjoyable, and reality TV filled week. On this week's episode, I need to share my thoughts on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Miami, and Married to Medicine trailers. Plus, I saw Countess Luann live in Toronto, and I have some tea to share on that. All this and more coming up on the next hour of the TV Deets podcast. Beverly Hills is back for another season. Are you guys excited? I am excited. I'm a long time Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan. I mean, this show has gone through so many different eras. Looking at this cast pick for season 13, we are in a brand new era. I'm like, what is going on with these women? But I'm into it, okay? So Bravo released the first look at the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 13 just a few days ago on... October third, Tuesday, kicking off the week for us. And you can see in the announcement, Kyle Richards, Erica Jane, Sutton Strack, Garcelle Bouvez, Dorit Kemsley, and Crystal Kung Minkoff are all back. And Denise Richards, Cynthia Bailey, and Camille Grammer are set to appear in official guest roles. The women are also joined by a brand new housewife, Anne Marie Wiley. If you've been a longtime reader of TVDeets.com, I suggest you go there and uh, put Anne-Marie Wiley's name into the search bar. There's some uh, interesting stories I have posted on this new housewife. Now, this looks like quite the season. The cast picks, honestly, you guys, are beautiful. Uh, I love the whole pool setup. For those of you who don't know, I've seen some comments on social media like, why are the Beverly Hills women at a circus? This is the Beverly Hills Hotel Uh, polo lounge pool area so if you are a you know Real Housewives of Beverly Hills watcher that location should be pretty familiar to you I'm not sure if the show has actually ever filmed there but it's an iconic Los Angeles hotel and that polo lounge has been the center of so many different adjacent Beverly Hills stories for example Kim Richards one of her arrests she was infamously thrown out of the polo lounge Brandy Glanville has also been a frequent goer of the Polo Lounge and had many a confrontations uh, with women there, including Kyle Richards, I believe, and I think this is even where they saw Lisa Renna and a few of the Beverly Hills housewives allegedly conspiring against Lisa Vanderpump. Remember that, like, lunch that happened before that season? I believe that happened at the Polo Lounge too, correct me if I'm wrong, but an iconic Los Angeles location, and I see why they picked it for the cast pick. Now, I'm into this whole setup that they have going on. We talked about Potomac last week on the podcast with their beautiful garden photo, and Beverly Hills has a little bit of that going on with the greenery. So I'm here for it. Whoever's designing these posters, we thank you. We're into it. But before we continue, I thought I'd play for you the Beverly Hills Season 13 trailer, courtesy of Bravo. Let's listen in. Breaking news. Kyle and Mauricio have officially split. Did they grow apart? Their kids are leaving the home.
1: There's always been rumors about Mauricio. Holy. I had no idea.
0: i had been with my, he never said they were separate. You think they're hiding something? Somebody is shooting. I think she's been lying. It's pretty complete strangers are like, "You made us believe in true love and now it's false. This is true love. There are only two people in this marriage. Everybody else's opinion can off
1: this season on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh. Vegas, bitch, Vegas, 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 ah! Vegas. Oh, my God, we have red phantoms. Bring on Magic Mike. It's so sad. This is a million bucks. You have to give a BJ every day. Gladly. <laughs> this is your horse? How much did you pay for Santos? More than your Birkin. <laughs> Do you want to come to Barcelona?
0: I'm the chef. I hope you enjoy the house.
1: Thank you, chef. We can tag team him. Anytime you want. (laughs) You know what else I want from you? I want to thank you for For giving you something to talk about and making your ass relevant. Woo! Oh, god. This group wants me to to scream all the time. time. I saw my friend in distress.
0: He said, you insert yourself. By the way, you. Hi, girlie. (laughs) Okay, awkward. Oh. What's all? Did you know that it's
1: $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? You think I'm not gonna go as low as I can? You're one evil woman. I am. You don't understand the severity of the PTSD. There are elements I understand. There are also elements I consider more obnoxious. I want to be back on stage. I want to be making new music. But does that translate into people wanting to work with me? I
0: understand that you want to be more of a parent to us, but I needed that two years ago.
1: It makes me feel like a failure. How are things with you and Mo? If there was infidelity, would you say? I don't know. Every time I go online, I see something about someone cheating. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't want to talk about that right now. Well, I just want you to know. I don't want to talk about it. Kyle's not wearing a wedding band. Is there something going on in your personal life? Her marriage. This is Morgan. How did you guys met? She stalked me. You put the first letter of your name on her body. What is going on, Kyle? I'm just glad it's you out there having an affair. Well, once it's me. We are a very strong family, and we always will be. Always will be. You know, nothing can change that. Kyle, where is she? In denial about something. Oh.
0: Now, did you guys catch that music at the end? It's absolutely incredible. Really sets the stage for what we are to expect from the rest of the season. And I'm into it. Now, in the trailer, you can clearly see the majority of the drama is going to be around Kyle Richards and this rumored split with her husband Mauricio. And I want to read to you Kyle's official bio. It says, Kyle Richards is a diamond under pressure, struggling to cope amid her most challenging year yet. With her 27-year marriage in turmoil and her relationship with her sister Kathy Hilton in limbo, Kyle reaches her breaking point after the tabloids and those closest to her question her budding friendship with country singer Morgan Wade. So that's a lot to unpack there. Now, these scenes that we saw at the beginning of the trailer with Kyle sitting down with her daughters and talking about cheating with Mauricio, I'm told those are the pickup scenes that Bravo started shooting once news of Kyle and Mauricio's split hit the tabloids. So Beverly Hills did resume filming, and that seems to be a large portion of what we're seeing in this trailer. Now, I'm also told there's a lot of drama that does go on with the group of women outside of Kyle's marriage, but that because this was such a main story in the news, that's what they've led with with this first trailer. And I'm honestly getting the impression that Bravo is saving a lot for these mid-season trailers and then also for the episodes. When we talk a little bit about the Miami and Married to Medicine trailers, I will say the same thing there. A lot of people are saying that things have been left out. And I just have a gut feeling that bravo is kind of moving back to giving us some surprises like they release a lot of promo clips and the trailers used to give away almost everything i remember the fans would even say that they'd be like oh my god this is showing us everything for the season why watch so now that they've gone the opposite route and are including less of the drama people seem to think there's nothing happening but i really think it's marketing and it's good marketing A crazy, heavy trailer is going to be really hard to get casual viewers of the franchise to tune in, so something like this is captivating for both those casual viewers and then, of course, the diehard RHOBH stands. Now, one other thing about this Kyle and Mauricio split, I'm just going to be honest here, guys, I'm not sure how much I'm believing of it right now, you know... Mauricio and her, his daughters, and Kyle's daughters, are also on Buying Beverly Hills on Netflix. I'm told we'll also see the carryover of this relationship drama play out on Buying Beverly Hills. It's supposed to come out after this season of Beverly Hills. And so you're you're looking at two longtime reality stars. And this is coming off the heels of Scandaval when you know, Bravo realized, oh shit, we could have 1.5 million people watching our shows live if we have an actual captivating story. So, I'm not saying their marriage issues are fake, I'm just saying this may or may not be used to drum up drama for the show. I mean, even Kyle's bio pretty much gives it away because they name Morgan Wade. So, there has to be some sort of contractual agreement with Morgan, Kyle, and Mauricio. They wouldn't normally just, you know, put Morgan Wade's name in the bio if you know this wasn't a whole plan right so not saying there's an affair happening there or anything I'm just saying this looks like strategy now I'm a Kyle fan so I'm willing to support her this season but the biggest mistake I think producers have made so far is not giving us a Lisa Vanderpump appearance because when I look at this cast picture I do not see Kyle's close friends (laughs) like I'm just gonna be real Like, are we considering Dorit and Sutton and Erica, her close friends? I mean, she hates Sutton. You can see in the trailer, she just uses her first punching bag all the time. Dorit, I don't know how deep they go. And then the same thing with Erica. So, I mean, we should have gotten a little guest appearance with, you know, Lisa Vanderpump. Someone sitting down with Kyle that would be surprising and that she could talk to her relationship about. And that could have paved the way for a little Kyle LVP reunion. I'm just saying But other than that, you guys, the trailer is really much, you know, there's a little bit of Dorit in there with, um, you know, dealing with the PTSD from their break and enter. Anne-Marie Wiley going after Crystal pretty hard and the group not reacting well to it. I've told, you know, blogged about it a little bit on TVDeats.com and I believe I've said this on the podcast, but Anne-Marie will bump heads with a large portion of the group and I think it's her... Delivery and approach, as you can see in that clip with Crystal. A few of the women sitting at the table were not happy with what she said. So, interesting. Now, with Crystal, you can also see she has found her voice within the group, according to her bio. And, um, you know, now she is kind of standing up. We see her yelling. And, you know, I don't know what they want from Crystal. I think she's been, you know, an interesting person to have on the show. She's had a little bit of a, a tough Go with the fans, and I think they will appreciate a more activated crystal this season around. Garcelle, heavy family storyline, love it. She's cracked the code to success in Hollywood, according to her bio, and her teenage boys are unexpectedly confronting her over her parenting style. So, very interesting there. I'm curious to see what goes down. Erica Jane and her Las Vegas residency, I could care less. So, to be honest, watching that, the preparation, the Pussycat Dolls of it all, (laughs) I don't give two shits, but I will watch the season, of course. You guys need to let me know in the comments, what do you think of Beverly Hills? Are you excited for these guest appearances from Denise, Cynthia, and Camille? And what do you think about Kyle and Mauricio's split? Now that the trailer is out, let me know. Now, we didn't just get the Beverly Hills trailer this week, this was a big week for Bravo fans as you guys know, we also got the Real Housewives of Miami Season 6 trailer. Now, this is the first season that Miami will be back on Bravo after being billed as a Peacock original for the last two seasons. But they've been promoted. They're back on the main network, and they're looking great. I mean, this cast photo with this car, the Miami uh, kind of mural in the background, the pink, I'm loving it. So back for season six, we have Larsa Pippen, Dr. Nicole Martin, Gertie Abrera, Lisa Hochstein, Julia Lemigova, and Alexis Nepola. And we have, of course, our official friends of the Housewives, Adriana DeMora, Kiki Barth, and Marisol Patton, also all returning in the same roles. So very interesting that they all kept their friend roles. I kind of love it. Now, in the trailer, Larsa seems to be at the center of the drama with her very public relationship with Marcus Jordan, And a dramatic confrontation between her and Gertie, which also seems to include Gertie's usually calm, cool, and collected husband, Russell. I'm very into that. Now, here is the short description for the season. From Bravo, it says, The drama on South Beach is hotter than ever. This season, shocking health and relationship revelations bring some friendships closer than ever while tearing others apart. Wow, so before I break it down for you guys, let's listen in. Let's listen to the Real Housewives of Miami season six trailer, courtesy of our friends at Bravo.
1: Dios te salve, Maria, llena eres de gracia. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I know what you're doing, and it's not going to work, Isa. Stop, I'm going to talk now. Bendita tú eres. Blessed art thou amongst women. You're the one that tried to my ex. No, you're a snake yes. eating your own tail. I'm no longer afraid of your poison. And blessed is the fruit of thy moon Jesus. You're I... How about that? You're I... like your face. Be respectful, Larsa. You're disgusting. I'm done, okay? This what I get today, okay? Hey. Oh my God. This season on The Real Housewives of Miami. This unit is how much? This is 6.9. To everyone else in the world, that is a lot of money. But not for Miami. This is the Miami Flex. Does that fit behind my house? It does. Cheers! 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 You get big coochie energy. Actually, it's very tiny. <laughs> oh my God! got a dildo. <laughs> I touched it with my bare hands. Three shots, please. Three shots. They're having some financial issues. We have to be out of our apartment in 15 days.
0: My dad, does he approve of our relationship?
1: How about baby number two? Listen, Nicole, I want to have a kid. Excuse me? No, just came to my house. <gasps> what? what? I don't know what I did to deserve this. <gasps> the last treatment
0: was three days ago. Another peep out of you. You forgot.
1: I'm going to say it. I, I have I have breast cancer. It's time for us to be there for you. You will have all of us next to you. you okay? I told her, she's denying I told her. Pathological liar. You lie about everything. Sir, you gotta stop, okay. Sir, You, you gotta stop saying that because you're savvy. wrong. You're lying about everything. Get out. Well, your mother called you mean, that's why she's not here. Listen, Listen, this is gonna get nasty real quick unless you shut the f- up. I was trying to help animals but I, I love animals. Sit down. Don't ever sh- do it, don't be at me again. You can do whatever I want to. Shut the f- up. You shut the f- up. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> shut the f- up. No. <laughs> you shut the f- up. You no. shut the up. Santa Maria, Madre de Dios, pray for us sinners. Amen.
0: Now, that was a trailer. Miami is back, and they are showing why they got that promotion and why they're on Bravo. It's because they are top-tier franchise. So, absolutely amazing. Now, in the trailer, you can see it's heavily around Gertie and her diagnosis with breast cancer. This came out during filming on the season, and that scene uh, where Gertie is crying and telling a few of the women at dinner, that's the infamous... Uh, scene that was kind of talked about on social media, they said, oh, you know, I'm not going to name the fan page, but the fan page said, oh, they're making Gertie cry. Uh-oh. And they made it be kind of like about this petty drama. And that's why you don't always trust these pages and these just these photos. They don't know what they're talking about. She has breast cancer. So, yeah, that was awkward. So, obviously, the women are all going to rally around Gertie. Sending Gertie my love and thoughts because... That is not easy to go through. She's an amazing person, and I'm interested in seeing this on reality television. This is going to do wonders for people going through the same thing, family members that have gone through the same thing. Unfortunately, cancer touches so many of us that it's just a real a real possibility. So kudos to G- Gertie for bringing this on, and it looks like Purveyors of Pop, the production company, are going to handle it with class. So I'm into it. Also heavily featured in the trailer is Lisa Hochstein dealing with Lenny and that crazy divorce. There's the 911 call, the police arriving. It looks an absolute mess. Alexia, some financial issues on the horizon apparently with Todd. Now, that should be interesting to see play out. That could totally be like kind of a clickbait thing with the trailer where they've just gotten an offer like Heather Dubrow and they're moving up to another, you know, beautiful condo. But I have long wondered how Alexia and Todd were able to afford the place they were living in. I'm just saying. So, interested in seeing that play out. Larsa is in the heart, in the hot seat, like I said, bringing Marcus Jordan on as her co co-star here and showing their podcast recording. So, they're going to be that couple. Very interesting. Not. Just joking. I'm a Larsa fan, you guys, but I could care less about this relationship uh, and seeing them co-host their podcast together. <laughs> so not sure that will make entertaining TV, but if they talk about the ins and outs, that infamous TMZ video I posted of Marcus uh, Michael Jordan sorry, saying that he doesn't approve of Marcus dating Larsa, that was hilarious. So if they talk about it all, I'll be into it. Now. uh, Dr. Nicole, also present uh, heavily in the trailer. Uh, I love Nicole, you guys. I think she brings the whole lifestyle, the glam that we're looking for. She's not afraid to get heated. She's a little spitfire. And I just love that she's an anesthesiologist. So she is a queen, and we love Dr. Nicole. So curious to see more from her this season. And I loved her telling Alexia to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Wouldn't we all want to do that? Amazing. Julia, also uh, heavily featured, showing a little bit of uh, relationship turmoil with Martina. But Martina has also beat cancer, and we're going to see a little bit of that as well. Now, where it gets interesting are these friends. Now, you guys know I'm not a Marisol fan. Well, I should say, let me backtrack. I was a Marisol fan until Marisol kind of came into my DMs and showed me, you know, what I guess she shows the other women on a daily basis. But let me get into that. So... A few months ago, I was on vacation in the Dominican Republic. Now, this was right around the time that the Miami reunion was airing on Peacock, and I remember the cast had posted, posted some cast photos, and Kiki Barth had posted a photo of her on the reunion couch next to, like, Marisol and Alexia, and I've always loved Kiki, think she's a great addition to this show. And I said something in the comments, just fun, shady, like you guys know I am. I said... Love the look, Kiki, you look beautiful. Hopefully they get you on the right couch next time. So, you know, that was just my two cents, right? Well, do I not get a DM from Marisol? And the DM is basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it's going to be something like this. Wow. And I'm reading it like, you know, drunk and angry Marisol. Wow. Seriously, TV deets, after all the support I've given you on the other couch? Seriously? Wow. So rude. That's the DM she sends me. Now, I'm here on vacation. I'm enjoying my margaritas. Marisol has jumped into my DMs and I kind of let it rip. I said, "I, you know, I said back to her, Marisol, it's a joke. Like, I don't know why you would send someone like this, a message like this. And she said, you know, again, something like, I've just supported you all the time, What, blah, 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 blah. And I said to her, what have you ever supported me with? Like, I support you. Like, for those of you out there, do you think we're making millions of dollars off of posting Bravo trailers on our Instagram pages and talking about the Housewives? No. We are giving them free promo. That's pretty much how it's working. We're doing it because we love the shows and we're fans. So, I don't know what Marisol has ever done. She's never paid my bills. She's never sent me a check. She's literally never even DM'd me before that. So, I honestly don't know what she was talking about. But I was told that, you know, that's just drunk Marisol, and allegedly when she gets tipsy, she attacks people online, she does it to her friends, she does it to people in her life, Um, and she does it, I guess, to who she feels are trolls. But, just to let you know, I very quickly blocked Marisol, girl's trip came out, didn't even think twice about her, didn't miss her from anything, and here she is in this trailer, and... I'm reading the official bios for all the women, and it's a messy season for Marisol. Like, clearly she's just here to argue with everyone because she's in everyone's bios causing, you know, shit. And basically what's funny about that is, you know, you're such a shitster, Marisol, but they still want to keep you as a friend. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but I don't know if it's going to work for you this season. I think people are a little onto you. And I like Adriana, am over your poison. So bring it, Marisol. Let's see the season you're about to have. Now, in terms of Adriana, like I said, she had that iconic line. Now, it does say in her bio, she is the one that stumbles upon some gossip surrounding Alexia and Todd. So we'll see if they actually make up, but I am told that Alexia and Adriana have come to some sort of understanding, so that will be interesting to play out. Now, Kiki, like I said earlier, I was a huge fan of Kiki. I still am. I'm holding out hope, but I got to tell you, this trailer, Kiki has definitely not listened to my advice, and she is still on the wrong couch, and it is the wrong, wrong couch. So I don't know, Kiki. Like, I want you to get on board with uh, some of the cooler people on this cast and some of the realer people on this cast. But if you want to hang out with Alexia and Marisol, over to you. You guys, The Real Housewives of Miami Season 6 premieres Wednesday, November 1st at 9, 8 central. This is a few weeks after Beverly Hills, which kicks off on October 25th, so they'll be airing back-to-back, which is pretty exciting. But despite Miami's move back to Bravo, the series will still be available on Peacock. Seasons 1 through 5 are now streaming, and new episodes of Season 6 will drop every Thursday. I'm here in Canada, and I'm just like, fingers crossed, Slice gets it together, and Slice and Hey You bring us this show when they are supposed to, on time with the the United States audience. So let's see, let's hope. But you guys, a huge season for Miami, a huge trailer. Let me know in the comments, what did you think? And are you excited for the return of The Real Housewives of Miami? Also returning for a brand new season, Married to Medicine. It was the final trailer that Bravo dropped this week. They dropped the Married to Medicine trailer just yesterday, Thursday, October 5th. I'm recording this podcast on Friday, October 6th. Now, Married to Medicine is one of my top Bravo franchises. I've watched it since day one. I loved the whole concept of the medical community you know, Doctor's Wives and Doctors themselves, and it's just a powerhouse cast and show. They have not had a flop season in their 10 seasons. They are so funny, very comedic, but I love the sisterhood. Like, I just, I think the group is great. So they made some changes, some big changes this season. After months of rumors and photos and videos of filming, Phaedra Parks is officially a main cast member on Married to Medicine. The Real Housewives of Atlanta veteran joins Dr. Jackie Walters, Dr. Simone Whitmore, Dr. Heavenly Kimes, Toya Bush-Harris, and Quad Webb as, like I said, a full-time cast member. And we have some newbies this season as well, Letitia Lunsford and Dr. Alicia Igolam. Now, if you read TVDeets.com, I... have told you about Dr. Alicia's edition months ago, exclusively. And just to let you know, she is being introduced as a friend of Dr. Heavenly, so she is in a friend role. And the interesting thing about Dr. Alicia is she was actually set for the Married to Medicine DC spinoff that was rumored to be happening a few years ago. She was going to be a full-time cast member on that show. Now, that show has completely fallen apart, and there are no plans to expand the Married to Medicine franchise as of now. But if you go back and watch, I think it was like season eight or something. The women traveled from Atlanta to D.C., and that was kind of their backdoor pilot for this, you know, rumored D.C. spinoff. And Dr. Alicia, she was in the, you know, at the pool party, and she was actually credited on screen. So not the first time she's appeared on Married to Medicine, but here she is. She has moved to Atlanta, and she will be on Married to Medicine. So... Thank you, production. They obviously liked her, and they wanted to bring her to the main show, so kudos to her. Now, the other newbie is Leticia Lunsford, and this is really crazy. This is the new wife of Dr. Gregory Lunsford, who, as we know, is Quad Webb's ex-husband. So yes, you heard that correctly. The producers on Married to Medicine are getting quite messy, and they have cast a new wife of another cast member's Ex-husband, so <laughs> I am totally into it. So here's the bio for Letitia, let me find it here. So Letitia, affectionately known as Sweet Tea, has landed in Atlanta and is stirring up a whole lot of conversation as Dr. Gre- Gregory Lensford's fiance. Letitia is dealing with all of the pressures of the world as she plans an entire wedding and gets acclimated to this new group of friends that includes Gregory's ex-wife, Quad. While she's excited to marry the man of her dreams, will some reservations that she shares with her new friends cause a roadblock to being blissfully married? Now you'll notice they said does it cause a roadblock to being blissfully married because the two do end up getting married in front of cameras. It is filmed for Married to Medicine Season 10, so we will see that they're married. It's just, I guess, a question now if they are happy together. Now, like that description says, Quad is also back. Here's her bio. She's still very busy, but while her business is flourishing and she's traveling the world, her friendships have flatlined. The ladies have been looking for Quad's friendship, but she has been missing in action and they need answers. While she tries to extend her own olive branch, will Quad be able to rebuild a fading sisterhood? Very interesting. So, before I continue, let's just listen into the Married to Medicine Season 10 trailer, courtesy once again of Bravo. <laughs>
1: We are doctors and doctors' wives. Like, we drink wine. We don't throw the ball. This is our 10th anniversary as a group of friends. We have had many, many highs. 57 years ago, they didn't have black doctors like y'all. We matter. Preach that. We have had many, many lows. We're That's in nice. a financial crisis. Do I need to bring the receipt oh you, girl? Oh. We're not going to go through with a divorce.
0: That's some of the realest <laughs> that I've ever seen.
1: I appreciate y'all. All right, now, where is the food? <laughs> this season on Married to Medicine. Are we ready to party? Yeah. 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 Give them hell, heavenly. <laughs> Not yeah. I'm probably the sweetest person you'll ever meet. I'm an angel dipped in chocolate. You like them heart doctors, huh? Yeah, shall I never know when I'm going have a hot of <laughs> So we forgot to tell you about the twins. Wait, what? <laughs> I want to do Reiki on you all. I'm a dentist. I don't do no voodoo now. I don't know what you're doing. It's my It's my party! on my head. Dr. G is getting married again. Right in the house. Ah, All right, don't get me in trouble now. Tisha likes her wine like she likes her man. Mm. Vintage and age. Both of y'all went away for school. But you need to be close to us. You come from a marriage where they stuck together, whether they liked each other or not. I'm not from that family. You don't take ownership for anything. Where's the loyalty. I feel like the girls have tried to put me in an early grave, honey. Heavenly Father, we thank you, because we all need second chances sometimes. With money and ditches, bitch, you ain't got nowhere. We all have said things we shouldn't have said. You said that you went upside your husband's head with a prime hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> The The new season of Married to Medicine, November 5th on Bravo and streaming on Peacock.
0: Woo! Okay, Married to Medicine is back. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Married to Med, so I am all over this. Now, this Phaedra Parks edition is quite interesting to me because this is the first time we've seen a real housewife jump to another franchise like this, and... You know, she's not really in the trailer all that much. She, you know, is showing some fashions. She's obviously buddied up with Dr. Heavenly, but, you know, not much from Phaedra. So again, they are keeping her story under wraps now. For those of you who don't know, she is actually dating a uh, heart doctor. That's what's kind of teased in that trailer. I don't know if they're still together or not, but she was dating him when she was on Girls Trip and actually talked about that on Girls Trip as well. So she's had this long game going from married to men. Now, the other interesting thing of the trailer is... Like, the scene at the beginning where they're doing the toast, just to let you know, that is from the cast trip to Wine Country in California, and that's all we saw of the trip. So again, like I said in the last segment, they seem to be holding a lot of the drama for these mid-season trailers and for the episodes, so I'm into it because I'm told that trip was fiery. Now, the other exciting thing in the trailer, obviously the thing everyone's talking about, is Mariah Huck. She's featured heavily in flashback clips. She is the original creator of the show, was infamously pushed out. And is now no longer a cast member, but she's in the trailer in these flashback clips, and at the end, you can see, you know, there's a, a coffin or a casket, I should say, being, you know, <laughs> being brought into the room with all the women sitting, Phaedra's at the helm. Now, production is definitely making it look like it's Quad in the casket, but how iconic would it be if it was Mariah? Like, I don't know. I just feel like that would be the biggest surprise, and because she's in the flashbacks, I say never say never. But I don't know, you guys. I'm into it. I'm hearing great things about the season. I think it's going to be really fun overall. But, you know, the, the drama that we're used to, of course. So I'm into it. Let me know in the comments. What do you think of the Married to Medicine trailer? And are you here for these newbies? And what do you think about Quad, once again, being on the outs from the group? I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. So please let me know. So, last night, I went to see Countess Luann de Lesseps. I live in downtown Toronto, and she came to the exhibition place here, which is where they, you know, hold, like, a lot of big, like, festivals and stuff like that. And there's a little theater in there, and that's where I saw Countess Luann and Friends. Now, you guys, I have to be honest, this show was fucking incredible. It was so fun. Luann is, like, clearly a star, and you can see why she has so much fun doing this, and uh, you could also see, like, why the other women on New York over the years might have been jealous of her. Like, all I was thinking after this performance was, like, no one else could really carry that like Luann. Like, certainly Ramona could not sell out an auditorium, regardless of how much I love her, and carry a show like that. But Luann looked phenomenal. You know, her voice is her voice, you guys. It's the exact same voice you see on the show and you hear on the show. But it's hilarious. And her comedic timing, she is just so funny. And she honestly is just loving it up there. And she had the best time. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this show. But basically, we've seen a little bit of it on Housewives. But she does a lot of just kind of like talking to the audience and sharing like little personal anecdotes. There's a lot of fun clips from the Housewives that she will play behind her on the screen and kind of integrate into the show. There's one really incredible moment where... She uh, sings the song, let's give them something to talk about. As you can see, I'm no singer, okay? Now, as she's singing that, on the screen behind her are all just these headlines of her arrest, you know, telling, I'm gonna kill you to the cop, you know, (laughs) just all of her scandals over the years, like, all of the headlines, you know, making out with Garth in, you know, page six, all of these things flashing behind her. It was just so funny, but... Like I said, very entertaining overall. She came on like 30 to 40 minutes late, so she pulled a little Beyoncé, but the crowd was lit, you guys. Like, the alcohol was flowing, people were having a great time, the gays were propelling this thing, we were running that place. But there was a lot of uh, women there and friends and groups of friends, and it was just, it was so fun. Now, she did do a little Q&A, and I will say... She actually mentioned uh, the person who was supposed to, you know, come out and do the Q&A was supposed to, like, run around the audience with the microphone and at- get questions. And Luann said, you know, this lady from Entertainment Tonight was supposed to show up, but she never showed up. So we had Samantha fill in for the questions. And, you know, no, with all due respect, Samantha, you did a horrible job. I will just say she only got down one aisle and, like, it was like five people got to ask a question. So... Me, I was sitting, like, front and center, but I didn't even have a chance to really even get lined up for that question, because, like, she didn't make it out of that one little row. And they asked terrible questions. Like, for you, those of you in the audience, this is what I want to say. That was the same thing at BravoCon. The Q&A segment is not about you, okay? It's about the person on stage. So, like, the first lady gets up and she's like, Oh, Luann, I just want to tell you about, you know, we, we first met five years ago to the day. And Luann's like, oh, we did? And she's like, yeah, we did, we did. We met at a restaurant. I think it was in, like, she said, like, Carolina or Vegas or something. And she said, and you walked in, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Luann. And you sang me happy birthday on my 30th birthday. Will you sing me happy birthday again? And I was just like, God, this this woman is so annoying. Now, the most hilarious thing about this interaction was, like, Luann did not remember this at all. So I don't know if Luann met you and sang you happy birthday on your 30th birthday. It felt like a lie. Luann looked, it looked like Luann thought you were lying. But did we sing, like, did the whole auditorium sing this chick happy birthday? Yes, we did. But again, it's not about you, and I don't care, it's your birthday, so sit down, okay? The next question, it was very much the same thing. They, like, there was these people asking her about Maryam Cosby. And you guys know I love Maryam Cosby. But what people need to understand is like salt lake city is not a known franchise okay if you walk down the street in toronto no one knows there is a real housewives of salt lake city it's just so much smaller i mean even in the states you can look at the live ratings they're half of like the other shows it's not to say it's not popular and it doesn't have its audience i too love salt lake city I just don't know why you're asking Luanne de Lesseps, who's been on The Housewives for 14 years, about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Again, like, no one fucking cares. And Luanne was so funny because she was like, who's Mary Cosby? And the guy was, like, so offended. It's like, who gives a fuck about Mary Cosby at Countess and Friends? Again, I love Mary Cosby. Completely irrelevant question. So you can sit down, sir. So that was, like, the second question. The third question someone finally asked, Are we getting a season two of Crappy Lake? And she said, I think so. That was her answer. Now, she didn't seem overly confident in it, but she said, I think so. So, kudos to that person. You asked an on point question, okay? You got, you, you knew the, the deal, okay? <laughs> now, there were a few questions about Bethany Frankel and what does Luann think about Bethany and her, you know, going on this. Public campaign against Bravo against Andy Cohen. Now I want to play for you what she said when she was asked about Bethany. What do you think of
1: her? <laughs> well, I think that Bethany is a very special woman in terms right in terms of um you know like ability. She doesn't have a lot of friends. And um in fact, somebody just called me and they are like, you were so right, Lou. And this is a guy who is a gay man who's a friend of hers. And he said, You're so right. You know, she turned on me. You told me she would turn on me, and it happened. So she's she's not an easy person. And 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 you know, and now she's not been on the show for years. Uh, and but she still talks about us all the time. Stop. Uh, you know. I'm gonna go back to, yeah, exactly. So, you know, her other shows didn't work, now she's doing a podcast her, And I don't really like to talk about her that much or give her any shade or any attention. So I don't pay attention to what she says, Dee, because, you know, i heard us talk about this. It's called Chic C'est La vie, c'est bon.
0: Now, how much do you love the Countess Luann Shade? But in all honesty, she was pretty, like, nice about it, you guys. She doesn't want to slam Bethany. It was pretty clear. And she was actually asked in another uh, question, who's her least favorite housewife? And she said Carol Ratzewald again. So it's like she'll make up with Bethany, I think, at one point, but she won't. Uh, makeup with Carol so that was hilarious but that was the big question a lot of people were asking her about Bethany and her interviews and these podcasts and all that kind of stuff you heard her shade the podcast absolutely hilarious but I thought she did a really good job um you know the other question that came up a little bit was like you know, her girls' trip, and I wrote down what she said her girls' trip cast would be. Now, you guys are going to not like her for this, but she said Lisa Renna, Kyle Richards, Melissa Gorga, Kenya Moore, Dorinda Medley, Sonia Morgan, Margaret Josephs, and Mary Cosby. Now, <laughs> she basically said it was because she met a lot of these women on girls' trip and likes them, so she wants to go again with them. Um, that was when we, she kind of got like a lackluster response, but so funny. Now someone else asked her about like Erica Jane. So again, stupid fucking question. But someone asked her about Erica Jane, and I just want to tell you guys the auditorium booed. <laughs> the auditorium booed Erica Jane. So Toronto is not a fan of Erica Jane. The gays in Toronto are not a fan of Erica Jane. I just thought it was so funny. I think it might have been in part because we're like, why the fuck are you asking this question? But I also think it's because, like. There are housewives that we stan, right? And we stan them for like their crazy behavior. Not because we like these women. And then there are housewives that are like really like, you know, like Elisa Vanderpump, someone that, like, you know, just appeals to a lot of people, has that class, yada yada yada. Erica Jane has never been a great housewife. That's just the reality of it. Like a lot of people like to say she oh, she's been fantastic. You know, she really shut down, you know, like when she was, like, Yolanda's friend and stuff, and I reported back in the day, she had, like, never even met Yolanda, so completely fake friendship anyways. So she comes on Beverly Hills completely inauthentic, and as we've seen in her story, completely inauthentic. She, like, lied the whole time, and then now wants to spin it on her husband. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So, like, there's a lot of people online, there's some podcasters and some, you know, Twitter pages that seem to, like, have forgiven Erica and think that she's, like, not a terrible person. Like, I'm not there yet. I don't, it's not about liking these women. I just think, like, why the fuck are you standing, Erica? Like, what moment has she given on the show? Like, I don't understand. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So, I think that was a little bit the audience reaction last night, too, was just like, why are we talking about Erica Jane? But she did get booed, and it was fucking hilarious. So, I loved it. Now, this is after the Beverly Hills trailer came out, too, so who knows, uh, you know, what fans are thinking of Erica right now. But again, this was about Luann, and we wanted to hear more about Luann in the New York Housewives. Like, no one even asked her, what happened on Girls Trip, or can you tease Girls Trip? She basically kept bringing it up herself. So this is why I say Samantha, the Q&A girl, did a terrible job. And then also the people in the audience wasting their questions, talking about themselves. Fuck you guys. Like I said, it was the same thing at BravoCon. Some of these thirsty ass people at BravoCon, you guys would not have even believed it. They like get up on the mic and they're like, oh, Ashley Darby, like I used to see your husband in the gym at the, you know, in the locker room at the gym. Like, what do you think of all the rumors about him? Oh, and I know the truth too, girl. So keep it real. And it's like, why the fuck are you asking Ashley Darby that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're embarrassing yourself. But there were so many questions like that about BravoCon. Like, so many people looking to, like, create a moment. And it's like, you're not on Bravo. They are. So shut the fuck up. Ask your question. But make sure it's about the person and about the show. And that is my little rant on that, you guys. Too, too funny. Now, like I said, Luann overall did a fantastic job. I would honestly go see her again. It was like 65 bucks, so nothing really. The drinks were great. There was no food. She had no merch because apparently our customs didn't let her bring in her little candles or whatever. I wanted a little Luann Jesus candle or Luann Mother Teresa candle. I didn't get any of that. But that's okay. I got my moment to see Luann live. Now, Sonia Morgan's also coming to Toronto in the next week or so. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to that. This was kind of like a last-minute thing, seeing Luann, to be honest. And, you know, Luann, I will say, it was that Exhibition Place. It was a little far from the downtown, and we got soaked, drenched, coming back, torrential downpour. But it was all worth it, because the end, I, I, I want to tell you guys, too, the Money Can't Buy You class at the end we were raging like it was like a full on club and to the few trolls who left before money can't buy you class where the fuck are you driving home to like i don't understand people who come to concerts and leave before they're over it's so disrespectful it annoys everyone behind you so just like sit down and enjoy it and (coughs) like excuse me i just coughed i'm so excited um and it's also like when we're clearing out of the auditorium, like everyone's going to get out at the same time. So you like racing out two minutes early, like I don't get those people. You missed a Rager, Money Can't You Buy You class at the end. It was on fire, you guys. She is so much fun. I thought we were going to get her for an encore because we were just like giving her everything. And, uh, you know, I must say, like again, just a really great experience. So if Luann comes to your town, go see Luann, okay? And uh, let me know what you think. But that's some tea for you on Luann's Countess uh, and Friends show in Toronto. Well, what an episode of the TV Deeds podcast, if I do say myself. Three trailers to go over, some Countess Luann review for you. Um, I do have some other tea I just wanted to kind of throw in to this last segment. On my Instagram story, you guys need to watch my Instagram stories. I post like way more there than I do on my main grid. Um, But I ask like every week, hey, do you guys have any, you know, topics you want me to cover on the podcast? What would you like to hear about? So I would like you to check my stories, watch those and let me know. That way I can tailor these podcast episodes to what you're looking for as well. Um, so let me just pull up here. What were people saying? There was a few things where I said, you know what? I got to get, um, some answers for them on this week's podcast. So I did ask you guys, let me pull it up here. Sorry for this. Okay. If any of Carlos King's shows are worth watching, if so, which ones slash seasons? Now I've told you guys about this. I'm a huge Love and Marriage fan, Love and Marriage DC. I am basically like Love and Marriage News and Facts. So some tea for you. I posted this on TVDeets.com, but the reunion for Love and Marriage Season 6 of Huntsville filmed yesterday, Thursday, October 5th in Los Angeles. Exclusive, another exclusive for you guys. I told you first. So basically everyone was expected to be in attendance, although I'm hearing mixed reports that people like Courtney and Stormy may not have been there, as well as Tiffany and Louis. So we'll see, but I was told that The reunion did tape yesterday. Carlos King later confirmed it via his Instagram story, talking about how they were halfway through filming. Now, a lot of people thought this was early, like the reunion's early, but even though it comes just a few episodes into season 6B, season 6B could have upwards of 15 episodes, meaning that the episodes we're seeing now are going to air well into December with the reunion debuting shortly after. So, The last reunion we had was in January, then we had 15 episodes, they took a break, now they're back with three more episodes so far, so we're gonna have like another set of episodes, so this reunion that they taped yesterday covers like those 30 or so episodes that we have not seen all of them yet. Now, I talked about Love and Marriage DC on a previous podcast, but while it may seem early for the Huntsville reunion, Owen did the exact same thing with DC, they taped their season two reunion back in August, but... A premiere date for the uh, corresponding batch of episodes has yet to be announced. So we haven't even seen part two of DC, and they've already taped that reunion. So not sure what's going on at home. They're definitely setting it up in advance that these reunions are filmed early. Obviously, the cast will have seen most of the episodes or whatever. I mean, the editing has got to be crazy because they were finished in August. So I don't know how they prep for these reunions so quick, but hey... The team at OWN is getting it done. So, again, go to TBdeets.com if you want more scoop on the Love and Marriage Huntsville reunion. Read that blog post. Super important. Now, I also saw this person was interesting. Someone said to me, Little T of rumors of the Potomac premiere being a letdown from a Bravo fan account. Now, I did see a Bravo fan account said that the Potomac premiere was disappointing and that it focused heavily on Robin and Juan I'm not going to call this person a liar, but I'm about to call this person a liar because I have not been sent the, tr- the premiere yet. So, like, let me just check my email as I record this podcast. I get sent the screeners for every single Bravo show. I even got sent, like, for example, Garcelle's show on Oxygen, uh, Real Murders of Los Angeles. So I get all of these screeners well in advance because I do review the shows for TBDs.com. It's because I'm a blogger that I have that screener and media access. Now I'm looking at my email, and I still don't have the premiere. So I'm not sure what that person is talking about. I really doubt that I'm being left off the screener list. They know that I know the scoop on Potomac. So I almost want to say like that person has not seen it, or is just throwing that out there. It seemed early for me, but not sure. So once I watch the premiere, you know, I will let you know. Um, but who calls... Potomac boring like you have to take someone like that with a grain of salt so let's just tell that person to shut up (laughs) now I also saw an interesting thing in here how to prepare for the reboots with an open mind I'm not going to prepare you for the reboots with an open mind because I don't want these women fired you guys are going to regret asking for all the cast on all of these shows to be rebooted you have to remember that Bravo tests all these theories and they want to let us know so If a decision has been made they would just announce it so because they have not announced an Atlanta reboot I've told you before that my sources put poured cold water on that whole uh, rebooting Atlanta story that came out like I'm told that's just not anywhere near decided Um, but again you guys I really to the fans you are going to regret asking for them to reboot your housewife shows because they are not going to be able to cast people That are wealthy or interesting. I'm just letting you know. Like if you knew who's in charge of casting these shows. They don't live that life. And they don't surround themselves with that life. So they're never going to be able to tap into that. And that's a really big issue I've been talking about with Bravo. Is if they don't fix casting. Or they don't get them looking in the right direction. Instead of Instagram influencers. Like you're going to have a cast of duds. Now I know some people are enjoying the New York reboot. I'm not the biggest fan at the Toronto show last night. Everyone in the audience like. It was hilarious. They were all laughing, like, making fun of the reboot. Luann was pretty nice about them. She just said, give them a chance, but she didn't really understand why they were arguing about cheese, so I totally related to that. And then I will say, I got on the streetcar afterwards, and there were some people there talking about New York. Now, I'm not sure if they were at Luann's show, because they, like, got on after me, but... I was on the streetcar, and I literally overheard them talking about the New York reboot, and they couldn't name a single person. They said, oh, I'm into, like, the fashion girl. What was her name? What was that company she ran? And, like, they couldn't name her. And they literally were saying on the streetcar that it was boring. So I just think you guys need to get off Twitter and understand that, like, the two fan pages telling you the New York reboot is good are lying to you. Like, all of these other cities, if Atlanta had the season New York had... You guys would be at Bravo, like, breaking down the door, okay? So the standards for Atlanta and Potomac, like I just said with that comment, oh, the Potomac premiere is a letdown. You're watching New York and saying that you like it. Like, give me a fucking break. It's a a letdown. So just keep in mind, I'm not the person to prepare you for these reboots. I do not support the idea, first of all, because I just think it's bad business. Like, how are you going to attract... A-list talent, or even, like, a Lisa Rinna or an Eileen Davidson, if they know that you just fire anyone whenever you fucking want. Like, if that's why they have this issue, is because they can't attract people to join the franchises anymore, because of how they handle them, and how they handle the drama. Think of Kathy Hilton. So, you guys, I really, I'm just against the reboot idea. I get you want to freshen it up. I'm all for casting changes, producer changes, whatever you want to do, but part of it is, like, you have one production company producing eight housewife shows, so it's, like, also... I've talked about this before. Bravo, you know, only uses a few production companies. And then you wonder why all the shows are the same or why, you know, some mistakes are made across franchises. Like, these are why. And then you understand, like, when you look at something like Miami, why it's so beloved. Purveyors of Pop does Miami and Married to Medicine. They're phenomenal. Like, it's a phenomenal, totally different... Way of producing a show, and they know how to do it, and they're not doing it for Twitter. Okay, so some of these other producers are gearing things for Twitter, which is why these shows I think aren't landing maybe the way they used to. But to wrap up this little rant, I'm not going to r- uh, help you prepare for the reboots because we don't want these shows rebooted, we don't need them rebooted. So, you know, again, these decisions have not been made by Bravo. If they rebooted every cast, this the franchise would be done. Like, I'm just letting you guys know. Because New York ratings are half of what they were, season 13. And when people say live ratings don't matter, they do. I keep telling you that. So you can't cancel a show due to low ratings and then say when they have low ratings that low ratings don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) even Andy himself at BravoCon said part of the reason why they didn't bring back the New York City season 13 cast was because of lower ratings. So how the fuck are you going to bring these reboot women back? when they have half the ratings of that you know what i mean so you can't switch the goalposts as we move through things so again not gonna help you with that now i'm told that like for orange county for example i'm working on reporting some of the casting for next season like they're not even considering a reboot so i just think that whole reboot conversation bravo fans should never have learned that word Love B. Scott should never have written the article about the Atlanta Housewives without any concrete information. Just throwing that out there was so irresponsible. But like I said, go to social media, jump in the comments if you look at them. Like people don't want these shows rebooted. So share your opinion. But, you know, I'm quite confident that if we keep saying no reboots, they will listen to us and um, use, you know, like I said, New York as that prime example. So that's really it for this week, you guys. Love and Marriage uh, Reunion taped yesterday. I do recommend you watch that whole series. I would start with Huntsville. Certainly start with Season 1. It is what got me hooked. You're going to be captivated. You will, you know, race through Season 1 because it is so good. Um, So yeah, they're definitely worth watching. They feature the men quite a bit more than uh, the Housewives franchise. And that works sometimes and then other times really doesn't. But I always love A Love and Marriage, so I'm into it. Highly recommend. If you're going to watch another Love and Marriage franchise, I would then suggest DC with Monique season one. You could also jump to season two with no Monique, but I would skip Detroit. It was a total flop, total bore for me. So that's my recommendations. I'll be back, you guys, next week with another new episode. I'm going to be bringing back my ratings recap segment as well as what I'm watching to give you some suggestions outside of the Bravo sphere for what to watch on uh, all these nights that we like to fill with our reality TV and unscripted viewing. So thank you once again for listening. I so appreciate your support as always. If you do one thing, share this podcast with another person, post about it in your story, I'll reshare it. Whatever you want to do, send me a comment, a DM, let me know. I just really appreciate your support. And like I said, I do this for fun. So talking to you guys about it is what makes it all worth it. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you here next week for another episode of the TV Deets podcast. Have a great week.